All right, before we get into our draft of today, I want to read this tweet from Eddie Carrillo. He uh, tweets at us and says, instead of the dump, you guys should call it the Great Equalizer segment. <laughs> good idea. That's a good, good idea. Job, good idea, Eddie. That's not bad. Um, all right, so the draft today is going to be scary movie villain drafts, okay? Because it was the anniversary of when Chucky came out, okay? So Chucky could be on the list, could not be on the list. Um, but our order is going to be Alan, Jorge, Travis, Emily, Mac Up and Mac Down, uh, 12 total picks, three each. Greg picked the order, so you can blame Greg for the order. And I'm Alan, okay you're with up this first. <laughs> Sleeve finally got the leadoff spot. Okay. All right, I'm going to go with one. Uh, we got so much to choose from here, but it's one of my favorite movies. It's definitely dark. Uh, Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal Lecter. Great choice. Ooh. That is my number one pick. Um, still scared of. Yeah, you and know why, why that's yeah. such a good one. Yeah, like that stuff happens. Yeah, he's like, like th- could be a people, real guy. Yes, that's it. Th- and that's, he's so smart and intellectual, yeah, and he could time. be a professor and interact mm-hmm. with people on a social yeah. level. And Anthony Hopkins, Terrific. is so amazing good. in that, that role. Controlled insanity that's right. terrifying. Yep. yep. Clarice. All right, that's my number one. Okay. Great job. My number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm next, right? So I'll go with Chucky. Chucky. That's how we used to call it in Spanish. <laughs> Chucky. When I watched those movies, I was, you know, we used to watch those Spanish as Chucky. Soy tu amigo feliz. <laughs> Chucky. Was it, still, was it still that scary? Even yes, though it was. Yeah. yeah. And then when it's I watched an animated doll that kills you, of yeah. course it's scary. Yeah. I know. It's kind of language wise, it's yeah. funny. No, Is but that, no. I'm, I'm the same thing with like my family. Like anything that was, I don't know. Every time I hear it in, not that I'm watching a movie in that, but like I hear somebody describe it in middle, you know, speaking Chaldean. I'm like, okay, it's not that scary anymore. <laughs> no, but they did a good job dubbing it in Spanish, so I'm, I'm going with Chucky. <laughs> okay, Chucky. Chucky. Um, I, I think he's one of the great bad guys of all time, and it's been in I don't know how many movies and TV shows at this point. But just going back to the the first time we got introduced to this dude, the 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 sound, the size, the 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 costume, all of it. Darth Vader, mm. just 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 the the breathing and that he was so much bigger than everybody yeah. else, and that you couldn't see his face. He had that creepy helmet on. Darth Vader, so menacing, always out of breath. Just run, stairmaster. Well, he had a lot of you know burns on his face. Yeah, but obviously. We didn't know that at the time. Like, yeah. guys on an elliptical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys just finished a workout. <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes we finally found out what happened i'm gonna was pretty fit my first pick i'm gonna do someone who terrorized an entire generation of people i think that he has been portrayed in multiple different decades and it's one of stephen king's greatest villains that he's ever created mm. and so it's pennywise pennywise the dancing clown i think i also that's good i love the um bill skarsgård version of pennywise and he is so good at it and it's so scary and it's insane like he he even scared scared bill Hader um all, like behind the scenes because he was like oh bill or can you do that thing and he did it and bill was like ah <laughs> so i want to say pennywise is my first choice my second choice i'm gonna go with someone who is nearly unstoppable one of the great original not original but one of the great um horror characters of all time his song is playing. I'm doing Michael Myers as my second yeah. choice. choice. Yes. All right. Uh, Travis, second choice. The Joker. Specifically Heath Ledger's Joker. Right? That that was because it's not about the money. He's burning the pile of money. He just mm. wants to blow up the hospital. I want to watch the world burn. Right. I want to watch the world burn. That It's not just that I want something. Like as, as, as crazy as Hannibal Lecter was, he just wanted to eat your liver. 
Yep. Like if there wasn't, it was just, he just wanted to do that. He just wanted to taste. He just wanted to <laughs> see what you tasted like. But the Joker wants to watch the world burn for no reason other than to have it happen. Give me the Joker. Yeah, he has. No, there's no. Re, there's no way to stop him because there's no. He has no wants and desires. Yep. All right, so we got Jorge. Second pick. Second pick. Uh, one of my first Halloween costumes uh, growing up, uh, when I wanted to switch it up from funny to scary, was Jason. Jason with mm. that mask, just that knife, just yeah. Jason's great one. Of those, one. Yeah, but I I lost Jason when they decided to make those movies. Jason in space. I was just like, dog, <laughs> did, what I are we doing? I don't know that one. They went no, to space with Jason? They went Jason? to space with Jason. Kind of That's scary as hell, bro. <laughs> Jason fights Darth Vader on the, exactly. on the Death Star. <laughs> uh, so Jason's my second pick. <laughs> All right, Al, you got two picks. I'm going to go with one that is actually a phenomenal movie, too, and it takes me back to when I was a kid, Predator. Oh, yeah. Predator was not just a good movie, but the actual predator was incredibly like scary as a thing kid. that yep. opened up that was awful yep. uh <laughs> and then my last pick this one goes to one of the i don't know one of the more scary movies that i watched when i was a kid texas chainsaw massacre had leatherface leatherface was a complete freaking freak uh i go that with my number three Ooh, pick. yeah all right jorge last pick I'm going to go with, um, what's his name? Hack, hacksaw? Is it Hacksaw? Or the, Are you talking about the person from Saw? No, yeah, the little- Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yes. Oh. Dude, that little guy walking. like Parker sent me a video. This guy was out here at in, in LA Live. They were promoting yeah. the movie. Yeah. And Parker was like, what the hell? Like, look at this dude. Oh, that's a little clown the, looking dude. Yeah, that bikes tricycle. around, yeah. makes people do different the things. The one oh, that Chris sends us in the group thread? That yes. guy? Yes. That yeah, guy. Like, yeah, I don't like yeah, that Yeah, that's guy. my third, third and final pick, yeah. Travis, last pick? So I've got um, like a science fiction-y bad guy made up. I've got a cartoon bad guy or, or yep. like superhero bad guy in the Joker. So I need a real bad guy. I need somebody that is a human being in human form that reacts like a psychotic human being. I want Gus Fring. That's I want, good. I want Gus Fring from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul because, again, it's not unlike him. It's that very measured, you would never sure. understand that I have this psychosis where I will do anything I it will takes. kill people and then I will serve you some food. And uh, Hermano, <laughs> bo, uh, Pollos Hermanos. Right? Yes, I do <laughs> wish that he like rose again after he had half of a face, yeah. almost like Two-Face and Dark Knight right. Rises, but, or Dark Knight. But I'll give you Gus Fring, but he's not a movie. Villain, oh, but I'll, 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 let, I'll let you have it. I'll let you oh, have it. It's oh, fine. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm keeping him anyway. Uh, Actually, just take tra- <laughs> when we put the draft up on social, take Travis's name completely out. He <laughs> can't. <laughs> hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. So I'm gonna do one that I love because it's it's interesting because it's the character is the character. But the person who is the character changes all the time. And it's one of my favorite genres of scary movie because it's really campy. It's really fun. And you always don't know who this is because it gets revealed at the last second. And it's, oh, it's actually, there's two of them. There's three of them. I'm going to go with Ghostface. Ghostface from Scream as my final choice. And I almost chose this person because they terrorize us every day here at work. And it's Chris Morales <laughs> as a scary villain. He just He's just like the Joker. He just wants to watch the world burn for his own content and for uh, for the bit. You taken what about him. Dave Roberts, too? Is he a scary movie villain? No, because <laughs> he's, he's not. It's depressing. It's, yeah. It's, it's not scary when you know it's coming. It's like it's a, the same way. It's a sad movie where you say at the end, this is not actually going to happen again. Like, they're not going to actually. It's, it's No, so... it's happening. All right. That, that, that was nice. That was a nice little reprieve from... Uh, 
talking about the Dodgers. 877-710-ESPN if you want to get in and talk about uh, what happened last night. This is something out that we haven't even mentioned. Clayton Kershaw's career is very likely over, mm. right? That if he's as hurt as he appeared to be, right, that he was just throwing marshmallows at, at the Diamondbacks in, in game one, and this is an injury that is not going to be able to be repaired with just time and rest, and my understanding is is that the shoulder is, is at the point where it needs to be repaired, well, that's a rehab of God only knows how long. You know, if it's minor, maybe you can come back at some point next season. If it's more major, maybe you're talking about a whole bunch of time before he can come back. He's been on one-year deals for the last couple of years. He's very clearly shown no interest in being a ceremonial sort of guy where yeah. he's just around. He mm -hmm. wants to be at the top, which he was for the first half of the season. But lost in all of the, the, the crappiness of what yesterday was – was that we may never see Clayton Kershaw again. And and that's that's really remarkable to think about. For two weeks you said that. And it never I never really paid attention to it. I was like, okay, I get it. And then when they announced he's gonna be the game one starter in the playoffs, I remember Ramona was sitting here. I think she was sitting in for John. John I think was traveling and she said, I may go on Saturday's game because that could be the last time that I see Clayton Kershaw. Mm -hmm. Um it, it you heard it, but you just didn't expect the series to go three games, that he never gets another opportunity, that he's going to give up six runs in one-third of an inning. So I, I, you warned us, but I don't think it meant anything. And now that we sit here today, I think it's probably more likely that what you saw on Saturday is the last time you see him than seeing him again in some type of circumstance. And as awful as Saturday was, and it was, that will fade away, right? That his last performance, for for instance, let me. Anybody remember the last time Oral Hershiser pitched? No, right? Because you remember him as a great Dodger. You remember him as a Cy Young candidate. You remember him, or Cy Young winner, I should say. You remember him for the scoreless inning streak, for mm -hmm. him being in the '88 World Series and doing all the incredible Oral Hershiser things that he did. The, his last outing, I mean, he, I think he told the story in here about he got hit really hard, and Tommy went to him and said, "Dude, it's time." Like, that that was it. We don't remember that because he was a great player. That will happen with Clayton Kershaw, too. It, it will. But the totality of his career is different. I was going to say, that, that, that's, different. I'm glad you're saying that. I'm the, glad the you're saying that. The totality of his career will be, he's probably the greatest pitcher to ever put on a Dodger uniform. That's probably true. And it feels like it wasn't quite what we needed. It wasn't quite what you were hoping. He's the greatest pitcher to have ever worn the uniform of probably the second most prestigious honored team in baseball, the Dodgers behind the Yankees. And when you think of him, it's great pitcher, best to have ever done it here, and man, why was the postseason like that? That's the next paragraph question. in his resume. Could that all can you can those all apply to say that he's the greatest sure. pitcher of a Dodger? Sure. But also have a lot of games that you remember in the postseason where sure. his game was mediocre. Yeah, that his I think game so. came down from being what I it was. Can. I certainly can. I, I. It's both. It's not one or the other. It's he was the greatest pitcher that I think the Dodgers have ever had. Right, as far as his consistency, the length of his career, all of these things, and he was less than his best. You know, because I'm going to use a good example. Okay. You know who else wasn't very good in the postseason? Like legitimately a very different pitcher in October than he was the regular season, Greg Maddox. Go look at the numbers. Like, the numbers go up. 
You know who else was like that? Tom Glavin. But when you think of them, you think of them as some of the greats to have ever done it, that did it, multiple Cy Youngs and All-Stars and those things. But you, your first thing that pops in is, in, you know, he wasn't as good in the playoffs. It, it just, it time tends to kind of soften those things. You remember, but it's not the first thing you remember. But I, I'd say using those two pitchers, and I don't think of that right away, but I also think of them playing in the Braves era mm-hmm. and not cashing in enough, yeah. right? A little bit less that you're referring and that, to. And that's the same thing I think is going to happen to Kershaw. Mm-hmm. One of the best to have ever done it, but man, that was weird. Why did they only win one World Series in the 15 years And why years did he, he have in? moments that you remember much more than you remember in the regular season? It was a lot. Let's try a phone call. Let's go to Costa Mesa and RJ. RJ, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, RJ? Hey, guys. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, it was really sad to kind of see the postseason transpire with the Dodgers. And I, I got to tell you – this team, the farm system, you know, their, their general manager, president, ops, everything, it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. The issue is I think Dave Roberts needs to go, and specifically he has lost the soul of the team, if you will. They're not the, – the energy level isn't there. This is just another 100-win team, and whether Dave Roberts is there or not, they're going to win 100 games next year. They're going to win at least 95 games. I'm sorry. That team is way too gifted and talented. But that, man- that manager expression and that communicative kind of energy, that spark that they need for a postseason run, it, he just doesn't have it. He just, he just doesn't have it. So I appreciate it. Very sad day. You it know, is. Still going to root on the Dodgers. You know, hopefully we'll get Me too. <laughs> I'll, be there. I'll be there in April, ready to go all over again. Thanks, RJ. Yeah, you said something actually. Did it get hurt? <laughs> You said something right out the gate. It was one of those, it was before the show started, and you were kind of describing how you feel, and that you're like, you got to go through all this again. You know, it, it, now you got to sit here, and I know you more than anybody else. Um, you care about the team. You want to see the team succeed. You've been watching the kid. You've been watching the team since you were a kid, but you're getting the exact same thing. And if they brought Dave Roberts again, I think there has to be, and I think this has got to be the case for a lot of people. Whether you think this is on Dave Roberts or it's not, don't you think something's got to change? I mean, don't, don't you just – I do. Don't you think do. something's got to change? There, there's a lot don't in you there. you just try something different? I do. I, I think it's time. I, I think we finally hit the time, and it happened last night in the third inning when Lance Lamb gave up home runs three and four. More your phone calls, plus – Shohei Otani's name is already being talked about a lot and whether or not Dave's return or lack thereof has anything to do with whether you got a good chance to get him. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is this Dave Roberts? He's a Muppet of a man. <laughs> Sing about the taco guy, Saturday. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best news. That's Looking coming. forward to that. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll help a little bit. Have some distance. Will you watch some playoff baseball the rest of the Two season? Two of each. Oh, I will. I, yeah. you know, I, I, it's a good game on tonight. Fun. Good game well, now tonight. There's, there's no, there's no stakes, so maybe it's more enjoyable. Phillies are fun to watch. I'm yeah. not a Philly fan, but they're a fun team to watch. Yeah. Uh, the Braves are really good, so if they get in, Stros Rangers, you're gonna root for Rangers. Don't have their oh pitchers. yeah. Yeah. I'll root for Corey Seager. Yeah. I can't, I don't really, I just, anybody but the Astros. That's yeah. just kind of the rule of thumb. Anybody but them. Bochi, too. Bochi's, yeah, Bochi's yeah, not. Although, Bochi Giants, there's a little bit Ugh. of bad blood there. But, but yeah, both but yes. Texas teams, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. The Rangers are really good. The Astros yeah. are really good. Here's the thing as yep. much as it sucks today, and, and Dodger fans get in on this, 877 710 ESPN. I'm going to be there in April. You're going to be there in April. And we're going to be optimistic. And we're going to be excited about it. We're going to get the big beer, the Michelada. Absolutely. Okay. And the super fun season that we just finished will be like, hey, this is going well, to be good. We, we all take the hook But the it's not. Can I, can I tell you this? That you know, Chris was trying to mention this in the beginning. It's like, all right, you know, are they really going to do this again? Let me explain to you what doing this again is. They got all-stars everywhere you look I mean next season it is going to be Walker Bueller will be back I don't know how much you know some of those other injuries are but it's going to be Bobby Miller's going to get mm-hmm. his second opportunity let's see what they do in the offseason sure Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts are amazing players it's not like will be back it's not like they've they've shortchanged you on the product no that's never been the case it's not like you go to the stadium and say, you know, this franchise just doesn't care. Nope. It's not that. Never. Never that. It's the opposite it's of It's never that. that, which is why you're going to be there in April. Because if it was like any of these other – there's plenty of teams around baseball that don't give a flying you-know-what. You don't even have to go too far. Or or care, but they just don't know, they what, don't to know do. what to do. They don't know what to do. And that's that's common in every sport. The bigger issue with the Dodgers is – you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you're not just bare. This wasn't a series that went to five games, and you caught the Arizona Diamondbacks at a hot time, and you know what? Uh, they just play better baseball than you. They dominated the Dodgers. They embarrassed they the Dodgers. They did. There's no, there's no argument for that. They did. But this is why, what Chris said at the beginning of the show, I, I don't agree with. The Dodgers don't have a care problem. They don't have a we're going to stick it to the fans problem. That's not that's it's quite frankly it's the opposite of that. Think about it. Do the Dodgers spend money? Yes. yes. Do the Dodgers spend money on organizational development? Do it's arguably the best farm do, system. Do they not. develop their own guys? Yeah. Is the ballpark experience in Dodger Stadium deeply enjoyable? Yes. Do they go and get high dollar, high ticket, famous players? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they take care of their own guys? Yes. They, they, there's nothing you can say. They're cutting a corner on this. They won't do that. You can talk about their methodology in deadline deals and things like that. Sure. And that's fine. You could but say, hey, you know what, overspend on this player. Yep. Sure. But that that that's why I think that this is so deeply upsetting and so deeply frustrating because there isn't an easy explanation for why it keeps happening. Like, I think it was, his name was RJ. More of your calls coming up in just a second. RJ said, you know, that Dave lost the soul of the team. I want to flip that on its head. What was the soul of this team? What has been the soul of any of these teams? Dave said 
during the season that this is the most fun I've had. This is one of my favorite teams that I've had. I'm not calling him a liar. I, I believe him when he said that. But my point at the time, Slee, was, yeah, that's cool. What happens when it's 0-0 again and you're starting all from scratch? Yeah. What happens then? And the same thing happened. That's what's so hard is to figure out the second the regular season ends when your methods are almost unassailable to your methods simply don't work here. And you can't tell me, adds baseball, every time? And you're always on the wrong side of it? That's like flipping a coin 50-50 and it lands on the other guy's turn 10 times in a row. Really? That You're telling me that that's just bad luck? I guess it's possible. It's but- actually harder to do what they've done. The fact like it's harder to be that good and lose that many times in a row in the playoffs. It's insane. It, it's tough. Um, let's go to hmm. At two places that you might like to go to. I know. To. There's two. I'm trying to decide between those two. Samo. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to Samo. Blaine and Samo. <laughs> Blaine, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Samo. That's right, guys. Ah. Well, I got a couple things for you. Uh, Slee, I guess I would start with you. How are you feeling, sir, being a San Diegan? Um, there's got to be some part of you that's getting a little bit of a chuckle out of this. Uh, yes. <laughs> fact. Absolutely true. The only thing you had wrong, Blaine, is the part of a little bit of well, a chuckle. Well, here's – let me. I, I guess explain – I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. When you were saying, Jorge, somebody was chirping at you as a Diamondback fan. Oh, everybody Listen, was Listen, the class of baseball is the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the team that – you go to Arizona or San Diego, you're like, oh, my God, are there really more blue jerseys that are here, too? And there is success. Dodger fans and there night. is success. So, yeah, to Just wait until question. the Rockies and the Dodgers play next NLDS. Sorry, Blaine, we, we, we got, got away from us. What's up? No, it's cool. Uh, but a couple things, right, Trav? I mean, you're a baseball guy. Go Gauchos, I know. Olay. Um, You know, all that stuff. Uh, who would you have Roberts replace with? Second part of my question is, Francona's not killing it in Cleveland, and he's having health problems, right? So who do you really go out and grab? I will tell you, my opinion is I don't think Doc Roberts can take this one on the chin because the pitching wasn't there this year. We all knew that, right, going in. However, I don't think any of us expected to go down 0-3 and get swept for two years in a row to a little uh, brother in the division, if you will. Uh, Secondly, I I guess I I really want your guys' opinion on this as a group collective is I hear you beat up the Angels a lot, a lot, right? And and Marino, he's kind of a knucklehead and all that, right? You know, but the outcome's the same. And, you know, you just mentioned, Trav, that, you know, flipping a coin ten times, it lands on its head, but we didn't win with Joe Torre or Don Mattingly either. All right, so – your answer off the air. You got to play. There, there's a lot of good stuff here. Terry Francona is – is an older guy and not in great health. So I think that he's done with the Guardians. I think he's done. So you kind of take him off the board. You mentioned that. The who is really interesting because if you are in my camp and you believe that Dave is executing orders that have been given to him, I don't think it matters a whole lot. You need to find somebody else that can communicate with the players and be good in front of the media and be an affable enough guy. Can I, can I just ask you this? What adjustment, if you're, if it's not, what kind of manager would you want to say, we are trying something a little bit different? And you, it doesn't have to be a person. I, I don't need a, yeah, a yeah. specific person. No, so th- that, that's where I was headed, is that if you, you're going to find somebody that's just going to carry out the plan, but now you're talking about the, the like Emily has called them, the soft skills, right? The ability to communicate, the ability to, to massage and all of these things. Okay, that's important. 
But maybe a little less of that and a little more of unpredictability. The, a little bit more of willingness to say, that guy right there is not quite getting it done. That guy over there really had a bad night tonight. And he can't do it a lot, but Dave never does it. And just that little bit of a, oh, yeah, I would love to see somebody angry in a Dodger uniform. I don't need okay. 25 people angry. But but that kind of person. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, and by the way, if they did that, then I would say, okay, you tried something a little different. Maybe that could be the change that happens in the postseason. Maybe not. As for this, well, this is an overachieving year. We didn't have the pitching all along. Th that's true, but it's only half the story. Had they lost these games 12 to 10, then it's because you didn't have any pitching. Then it's because, look, we're pitching a bunch of kids and Lance Lins, and we just, we just didn't have the horsepower. Okay, I think Dodger fans could live with it. It's not what happened. Your pitching, as weird as this sounds, was not really the problem outside of game one. You only give up four runs in game two. You only give up four runs in game three. Your bullpen. And you lost How many both. innings did your bullpen pitch as well? That that And, and lights had, out. And they gave up one run. You had six runs total. Six it, runs total with your bats. It's philosophy. It's approach. It's culture. It's not just that they didn't have pitching. And I don't care what they're pitching. They won 100 games. Arizona 184. The Dodgers should have won that series. So that part. And then the last part about the little brother. This, are the Rockies next? My pal Doug McCain, who does the Locked on Rams podcast with me, he said he's already worried about the DS next year against the Colorado Rockies. Sure. It's like they're they're next. Might as well spread it out through the division. It's 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 funny right up until the point that it's not. It's just it is a whole hell of a lot of stuff to deal with, and there is no easy answer. But there's got to be something done differently. It, it, they're 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 oddly for a team that wins a hundred games every year. They're in a really really weird spot. We'll get to more. It's coming up. Yates is in the house. Plus the end of Clayton Kershaw. Is that really how we're going to do that? And our picks. Oh yeah, we got our picks Forget against the spread that. too. Emily, we got kick your butt. What's that? I'll kick y'all's butts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> She's a little spicy today. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. All right, week six of the NFL season. We'll get back to the Dodgers in just one second, but we do this every Thursday at 1230, our picks against the spread. Here's where we are. Jorge has the lead. He's got yeah. 31 points through the first five weeks, followed Slag. closely by Emily with whoop, 29 whoop. points, followed closely by me with 28 points. Slee, you Fourth made up right a now. lot of ground uh, yeah. this last week. Yeah. You're in 20, you have 23 points, but that mm. lead that was huge, or the deficit, I should say, yeah. far less so. And Yates got nine points last time. Did I? Did he? Yeah. How about write that? It down okay <laughs> all right yeah. Yeah. look at that all right i think that uh, was the last time before you went to colorado again it is correct yeah yes jorge is batting lead off right here jorge we start with as we do each and every week the rams the rams are at home they are a seven point favorite against the visiting arizona cardinals uh we've we've said that the rams are a 500 team i feel like after this loss they're gonna get another w here so i'll take the rams as my two la at yeah. two that brings me to me i'm going all the way to the top i got they, they need to win this they have to win this arizona's playing without their best offensive player in james connor they still got josh dobbs as their quarterback their secondary is terrible cup is there nakua is there yeah. rams at the four sliwa <sighs> i do not like these games these are tough ones seven's a lot that's the third time Slee said this by the way yeah the first since the segment <laughs> started every yeah. single week too <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go three on this, and I'm going to go with the Rams as well. That's a lot. I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm going to go with my three. I don't like the other ones either. Emily, you can either guarantee a Cardinal victory or you can go solo. Uh, <laughs> so I try to plan it out ahead of time, so I don't want to go on the fly. Yeah. Uh, I do 
would still want to pick the Rams. But I think I think I saw a stat that like the last two times the Cardinals played in the regular season in SoFi, the Cardinals beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's going to turn, but I still have the Rams by three. Okay, so that the means Arizona pitch, and then she went, she went for Rams. sure, if not win outright. Yeah. Whenever it's 4-0 one way, <laughs> that never works out. All right, uh, I'm going first on the – do you want to pick? Yeah. Uh, Cardinals will cover. Cardinals will cover. I'll say, I'll say highest importance. Uh, okay, so CY yeah. gets a AZ Yates is going to win those. Top. <laughs> probably, <laughs> like, yeah. probably. All right, me first. New England at Vegas. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that the Patriots are the worst team in the NFL, but they might be. Yeah. <laughs> but they might be. How does Caleb like uh, Foxborough? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right? Um, give me Vegas, but they're Vegas, so I'll take them all the way at the bottom. Raiders at one sleek. Raiders at two. I feel the same way. It's actually, it's, I don't know, one of these games that um, you have no confidence in really either team, but the Raiders at home. We'll see what they do. Daniel Jones. Not Daniel Jones. Coming Mac off a win Jones against the Packs. Is yeah. not somebody you want to bet on. M. All right, I think that I'm going to go against my nature and pick the Patriots. I think that uh, Bill Belichick is going to just get one little tiny little win against the Raiders. I think there's two crappy teams playing against each other, and it's going to be a weird one. Like that last time they played each other, and they ended on the last second uh, uh, touchdown, so I'm going to go Raiders at one. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Patriots. Pats at one. At one. Pats at one. Jorge. This is my who cares game. <laughs> I'll take the Raiders as my one. Raiders at one, Yates. Raiders, second highest confidence. La- oh, my gosh. He's loading up the top the of Pat, the The Pats early. have given up 30 points they in two stink. straight games. They're garbage. They stink. They're not even they, close to good. Look, we, we've got yeah, to. Raiders are also garbage. Yeah, yeah. well, but happens to everybody. Like, the, the people it hasn't happened to, you could probably count on one hand in the history of sports. Yeah. But that it went from genius stay as long as you want to are we sure he hasn't lost his you know yeah. what oh. yeah that oh. happened in two seasons oh this discussion might come two, up a little later in this segment too. two seasons along the way all right so uh slee you're up next you get the niners jorge i'm just gonna write Jorge's yep, four yep. san francisco at yep. four we don't need to mess around with him uh <laughs> cleveland's hosting the niners cleveland five point underdog at home who's uh who's leading the pack right now Jorge. i'm gonna go with niners four <laughs> <laughs> swag baby not a bad pick em all right, I think I'm going to do that same uh, judgment. And also, okay, I think the 49ers are the easiest bet in the league right now. They are so good. They are smashing teams. They are. They have too much talent out Five there on the field. Five doesn't seem like a lot. And the, the Browns cannot get anything done on offense. They can be a, a problem trouble on defense. They can't do anything on offense. I'm just playing the, the so, probability yeah, game here. I'm going to take the, the Browns for no other reason than it's a chance to double up on points. I was going to say, yep. that's a, an availability uh, thing. Yeah, that's exactly. I'll take Cleveland at two, Yates. Taking the Niners for sure. I mean, they 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 didn't they don't just beat you; they beat you up, and that's the good part about them. So I'll take them third highest confidence. All right, so he gets that at two. And the last game, yep, Saturday game, <sighs> USC in South Bend against the Irish. The Irish two and a half points at home. So basically a pick them. They give yeah. them a home point advantage two and a half. And it's uh, Emily, you're first. All right. So did you guys see those videos of the USC trying to practice catching the rain? I was going to say the weather's <laughs> a factor this week. Uh, their coach was like spraying water on them, trying to get the, catch the ball, and the guy, the video Turn got the caught. The guy on. dropped it. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so regardless, I think that Lincoln Rally has been setting up kind of a. Um, Revenge game against the media, revenge game against everybody. I think this is going to be, and also Notre Dame, it might not be as good as we think they are. I think it's going to be a USC win. It's going to be close, but I have USC at my two. SC at two, Jorge. Uh, no, SC is giving away, what, 82 points in the last two games? Uh, I'll take Notre Dame as my three here. The Irish. I mm. will take SC at my three because Notre Dame 
was very lucky not to be on a three-game losing streak. They got they were very sure. fortunate to escape Durham with the win against Duke. They lost to Louisville. They lost to Ohio State. Now three pretty good teams. I'll give them that. But SC's pretty good too. Defensive problems aside, SC yep. can put up points. SC at the three, and that they're getting points. I'll take it. Al, last pick or second to last pick of the day. Notre Dame at my one. We'll stay with the Catholics. <laughs> you're going on with this your one. you're yeah. going with your people. I yeah. understand that. Yeah, Notre I get Dame that. At one. I think the Irish are going to pound them. Do you really? Yeah. Weather. Um, at home, revenge game or whatever you want to call it. Like people think that Notre Dame is not any good and their coach should be fired. I think they're this. This will be the game they get up the most for this season. Hmm. It, it is a great rivalry. Have you ever been to an SC Notre Dame game in South Bend? I've not. No. It's super fun. Yeah, I it's, believe that. It's super fun. South Bend is one of the few places that has eluded me on the college football I, scale. You don't want bad weather, but you want Midwestern fall weather. You want football weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want yeah. football yeah. weather. You want it to feel that way. We went. It was like a five o'clock. Lent us like a. Th- Maybe it was a, I don't know. It The sun was up when they started, and it was dark when yeah, it ended. Those so whenever that was, yeah. <laughs> and it was like 40 degrees, Oof. it was so much fun. It's a factor when it that sun goes so down. It was so much That's fun. Cool. Can't that wait cool. to do it again. So, go ahead. What do you think? Well, I called into the show two days ago, yeah. and I explained sort of the macro of what this is. Because, again, I'm not from Los Angeles. I root for the Dodgers in the context of, sure, it's good for business, but I'm not a fan of the team on any sort of visceral level. And I think for the first time, you've got to face the reality that whatever you thought you were doing organizationally, Friedman and all these guys, if it's not adding up to what you want, well, then you can't walk around with this air of superiority over everybody else. And I think there's a lot of concern about that. Uh, Every time I hear a Dodgers fan, all I hear is, oh, well, they won all these divisions. Oh, they won 100 games. Oh, they're better than the Padres. Oh, this is expectation. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, what does all that matter? Is your president and GM capable of putting together, putting together a team that Are can win the World Series? Are you in or no? Yeah, and that's not happening. And I do think there's something to be said for this, Travis. The math and the philosophies – are ones that make sense to people whose goals are to have MVP votes, to ha- to beat the Snakes eight games a year. But, like, it's clear in modern baseball that doesn't get you commissioner's trophies. So whilst every time somebody asks, hey, what about the World Series? You say, oh, well, obviously we're putting ourselves in a position to win. Are, are you sure? Because, because you're not. <laughs> like, last time I checked, what you think works, just because you're the guy with the best job and the coolest car, doesn't mean the girls like you. And that's kind of where the Dodgers, I feel like, have been for the past five or six seasons, assuming that what they're doing is going to work. It doesn't. I'll throw another one in there. Mm. That in, in this, they haven't been good in a while, but you got to kind of go back to the beginning of this, air quotes. Sure. The analytics revolution. The A's made chicken salad out of you-know-what. Right. But it never really worked. (laughs) It never really worked. The teams that have had success, basically we're talking about the Red Sox, the Cubs, and and, and Theo Theo Epstein is an analytically driven individual, but not to the point of ignoring everything else. That you do have a Kevin Millar. There are some guys, a a David Ross. You have some of these guys. A Justin Turner. A Justin Turner. You have some of these guys – that bring a little bit of the other to the, the 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 mix as well. And this is what I was telling Al the other day, Yates, that when you have somebody that is so analytically driven, they can't process the non-analytical parts of it. That that you that you start saying, well, why would I ever if if there are 90 things I can control and 10 that I can't, I'm going to control all 90 right. and not say, you know what? I'm going to control 85 and I'm going to take a shot with these other five yeah. and just see what the hell happens. That, that I think, is the secret sauce. But somebody that is 
mathematically inclined, analytically inclined, and completely discards the it of it all. The baseball of it all. The baseball of it all. It's very hard to convince that person that it matters if they don't understand that. And I think that's where the disconnect is. I don't think it's that Dave's a bad manager, although I thought he managed poorly last night. I agree with that. I, I don't think that Andrew Friedman is so blind to these things that he can never adjust. But all of this together has added up to this again. It's time to do something different. It's something that's ineffective. And I know a lot of Dodgers fans get on me because I'm constantly talking about what they're talking about. But I think that matters in the overall context of a team. If you walk around three quarters of the year, it's like, oh, no, we're fine. Oh, we're great. We're fine. What do you mean? Oh, no. What? What? Look at us. What are you talking about? How dare you discuss us with this, you lonely Padres fans? How dare you even, you know, say anything? It's like, well, okay, if that's your attitude going into everything. You a name right there, Slee. I know. No wonder. <laughs> right. No wonder when it comes time to we actually won the last playoff game. assess. Right. Exactly. No wonder when it comes time to actually assess what's going on, you can't be realistic about what it is you need because you're too busy trying to fulfill these other little goals just to say you were better than somebody else when, in fact, the stated goal is not closer can, to being can, reached. Can there just There's an be, arrogance there can, that I think is unwarranted. Can there just be, and I feel like we're literally having the same exact conversation we were having a year ago. <laughs> use right, your analytics. Use your analytics. Do it. That's fine. It's all good. It's okay to balance a little bit of a pulse yeah. with the analytics. Like you mentioned the Oakland A's. That's a great example. They never did win it. But you know what the A's did? They had nothing to work with. And they got to where they right. got. Well, what if you have every resource possible and you can't cash it in? Can you just, okay, I'm going to use analytics. I'm going to I'm gonna use all that stuff. But I'm also going to have a little common sense and a, a pulse. Or, or maybe a lot. To like put maybe, into maybe it. it's time for a lot. Maybe after 10 years, 11 years, 10 titles, like maybe. Go back, it's, go back further, Clinton, because this goes back to Tampa, too. And again, Tampa's right. more like Oakland. That's a good point. T yeah. Tampa's more like Oakland because their resources were they very didn't have limited. A choice, sir. But right. they were really good because they were able to find success in the margins. They were very good at finding inefficiencies, to use the terminology of the well played. Of the, of the vanacu, well played. Right? <laughs> but at some point, it's just. Can you let them hang and let's go see what happens? Tournament baseball is not the same. <laughs> right. By the way, we're having a meeting for the local chapter later today. We've got to decide whether or not we want to open up the books for Gabe Kapler to come in. That'll be our recommendation to the team if you know Dave should oh, move on. You know, he's obviously the most handsome man managerially in the league, so he's he's out of a job. So you know, in the community, we like do you to look think out for each other. Do you other. think they're going to fire Dave? I think they're going to give. If I'm the Dodgers management, and not I, what you would do. No, what do no, you no. think they will do? I don't think they will. I don't think so. I don't either. think they will. I, because I think, I think so that either. admitting that Dave has to go is Friedman saying, again, macro, maybe this whole little operation is not going to do as well. Because if you get some guy in who's going to be running in the face of you, well, then what are you there for? What would you do? I would give them one more year. And I say, if y'all can't figure this out with even getting to the World Series, you're both gone. That's what I would say. So that that's an ownership That's meeting. an ownership meeting for me. Yeah. And that's no knock on Friedman. I don't think that what he's done hasn't been viable and hasn't been delightful to Los Angeles. It clearly fans. works. But, well, what is working? I understand your yes, point. But and that's the thing. Th this is why I don't want to hit the button on this. Okay. Because you do I, – I want to tweak it. Sure. I, I want to bring in some – flavor to some of this the, the, the tweak, it, the it, tweak it, is it, what what's it, the tweak I, that's the Change hard part and i don't I, I, I think and it that's is where I think yeah. that's, that's the only where tweak that you have. that's where i don't know that a tweak 
works. And I'm not saying that I, I want to twi- I'm, oh, a twi- twi- a tweak. Want a twerk. <laughs> I want, I want a twi- to twi- tweak. I want to try a tweak yeah. before I hit the debt. That's fair. That's fair. And I, I, don't get me wrong. Andrew Freeman is a guy who I think has brought a lot of fun and success and sort of reminded Dodgers fans of what something looks like. But don't sit here and tell me that it's championship or bust every year when it's busto every time and nothing is actually changing. That just doesn't make sense. We can come me. back and talk a little bit about this and the great equalizer coming up next. But you you dropped a word that I heard from a couple of different people when I was at Dodger Stadium on Monday night that I think is really, really interesting. We'll was do it, it next. the F word? Or it was that, not the F no, word. Was that was said frequently as well, yeah, but say, not, I, that's I not what that this is. Used. The Great Equalizer coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. I guess it's still the dump. We can call it the Great Equalizer another day. Real, real yeah, quick, before on. we jump on to some of this other stuff, Yates threw out a word that I heard from two different people at on at Monday night's game that are both former major leaguers. Arrogance. That there's an arrogance to the Dodger organization that is preventing them from being at their best when we get to the end of the line. The arrogance that ref, that leads them to not change their methodology, at least in, in, in slight ways. The arrogance of, no, 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 you guys just don't get it. This is what this is about. I get it. My players get it. My manager gets it. You guys just don't get it. That sometimes there's just nothing. And and we'll show you. We'll run it back again. The arrogance of not saying, you know what? Winning the division 10 out of the last 11 years, that's really cool. But it's not what we're here for. That at some point we got to do it a little bit differently because this blank doesn't work. Can I can I tell you something that it's so blind to think like that because if they're arrogant about winning the division titles, winning 111 games, 105 games, 100 games, they're known as chokers in the playoffs. They are. And do you want to be known as the team that just think about, and I, I think I've said this a number of different times over the last week or so. When I tell you, think of Dodgers baseball today, what's, what's the taste in your mouth? How can Ugh. you be arrogant if the taste in your mouth is they did you it know, again? I, I, I'll answer your question because it's one of those, just because it didn't work doesn't mean that I'm not right. And if you're not smart enough to understand that, that just that's a you problem, not a me problem. Then you know what? <laughs> you're right. No, and, and I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying because there are people. If you're not smart enough to understand how stupid you are, that's not my problem. <laughs> there are <laughs> There are definitely people in walks of life that have that type of mentality and everything else. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're no different than everyone else because, as somebody has pointed out, they won the same amount of playoff games this year as the Angels, or they won the same amount of playoff games as any of these teams that didn't make the postseason. It's uh, that, You're right about the arrogance. It's just a really, really bad way to look at it. The rest of the top 10 in the rankings of the top 100 players in the NBA have been released. We got okay. from 99 or from 100 down to number 11. We still had not seen Anthony Davis or LeBron James listed. Anthony Davis, number 10. Okay. LeBron James, number 9. Here is the rest of the top 10, counting down from 8 down to number 1. Uh, SGA, Shea Gilgis, Alexander from OKC, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, final two. Jokic, number two, Giannis, number one. What do you think? Um, I think Joker's the best player in the NBA, Uh, but it doesn't matter. Just the the one or two or any of that doesn't matter. I think the nine and ten are interesting. I do, too. 
Here is what what jumps out at you first, Al? Because the, the that first thing AD I, is still behind yes, LeBron James. Yes, in his twenty first exactly, season. Yes, still can't get in front yes. of him. Yes, that's exactly the. I'm like that. They're next to each other. Sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Still yeah. one and two, nine and ten. You know, fast forward three more years. It's gonna be seventeen and eighteen. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just. I would love for it finally to flip and have it be obvious that it's flipped. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and yeah. not just that because now let's just mix up the list, but I would love to get to the point where it's just like, you know what, LeBron's still great, but AD's better. I would love to see that. By the way, if I'd have told you four years ago that I think you could use it on both ways. I think you could say, what do you mean LeBron's still doing what he's doing? And then I think you could also say, don't tell me four years from after the Lakers acquired Anthony Davis – that LeBron is still carrying the franchise. You have the, to an they, extent. They to decide extent. to put every player in the NBA back in a draft. Get, you have been awarded a team. Vivek Ranadive saw the, you last night and said, "I like yep. the cut of that guy's jib." You get my ownership rights. Mm-hmm. You have the first pick. Who are you taking? Anybody in anybody. the league? Take anybody you want. Am I taking them for one season? No, you're you're still you're gonna you you have the first pick and your franchise moving forward will yeah. have this guy. You can if you want to go short term, go short your your team. Do whatever you want. Uh, I'm taking Jokic. I'm taking Joker. I'm taking during him the Taco Bell commercial. During the Taco Bell commercial, <laughs> I'm taking him for. By the way, and I also it, it, it's however you feel about the player. Luca's very very high on my list as well. But I'll tell you why I take Jokic because. Everything is – I can drop 30 a night, and I'm also arguably the best passer in the NBA. Sure. There's that combo. Now, you could say Giannis and say, well, I got one of the best defenders, and I got Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I, I think I'm taking Jokic. Here's why I'm taking Giannis. Because Luka is younger and there's more runway, but he hasn't shown me that he's fully committed to this thing yet. He still hasn't gotten in great shape. Mm-hmm. That tells me a little something about Luka. Jokic is great, but the second it's done, Jokic bounces and goes home. Yeah, he's like, and I'm not, rides a horse. He's not wrong. He, he, he can go do whatever he wants. Giannis is an unbelievable player who's proven he's got championship medal, and Giannis is great in the community. Giannis is great just being out and about and being a part of everything. Can that's I going add on. to your list? He also puts pressure on the organization yeah. that it's not good enough that yeah. he only has one championship. That's why. And I want if he's Giannis. healthy, he is the best player in the league. And the reason that they lost that series was he wasn't healthy. Yeah. We think Giannis that that his he's so athlete and still can't I can hit a ten foot jumper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just there's also holes in his game of but he, his but free he also gets better. Yeah. Every year he's a little bit but you know you know what it reminds me a little not the way he plays, mm-hmm. but the one of the things that I loved about Magic Johnson, and there were many Every year, Magic came back with a little something extra sure. to his game. Sure. Magic came back with a three-point shot. Mm-hmm. Magic came back with the little baby skyhook. Magic came back with a post game. Yeah. Like, there was always like, wait, Magic added that to his game this year? All right. And Giannis has got a little bit you of You know that. what I think maybe it is for me with Jokic as well is him and I are not that far apart from body fat percentage. <laughs> know what I mean? When you can see somebody like but, when okay. you see somebody like that doing what he's doing to the greatest athletes in the world, I have a different appreciation for him. Lincoln head or Lincoln Riley, the head coach at USC, was asked if he has played or seen a game at uh, Notre Dame Stadium. Quote: 
watching Rudy, which I've probably seen 5,000 times, is probably the closest experience. So uh, I guess it's the first time that he's going to walk onto the field and uh, it's pretty cool look for him at, at touchdown cool. Jesus. Yeah, it, that is cool. It, it's, <laughs> If you're Especially a that fan, rivalry too. Yeah. If you're a sports fan at all, it's one of. The, and I'm not a Notre Dame fan, in mm-hmm. the, but it was super cool. It was yeah. to go to the grotto to see awesome. Touchdown Jesus, the stadium, the fact that it's very minimalist how they yeah. go about the stadium. It's there's a great tailgate party. Mm-hmm. There's a little pep rally before the game. It's very very play cool. like a champion today. Play like a champion today. <laughs> Rudy is a terrible movie. I love the guys that made Rudy, but a it's all nonsense. There was a guy named Rudy who kind of sort of made the team. Yeah. Everything else is poetic license. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, Trav. Well, I, I, I get that, but so you don't, I don't think enough people know it's baloney. Okay, wait, 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 wait. For the, let's, put the, let's put the baloney to the side for a quick second. By the way, there are times where you've done this throughout the two and a half years <laughs> where I'm obviously very naive and just believe everything, okay? But then you like say things to me, and I'm like, I didn't want to hear that. I don't want to hear <laughs> oh, I'm that. Sorry, I don't. I, 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 maybe, I want to pretend. <laughs> I will vet these 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 hard truths before. Do you want to know what's really going on with Rudy? I'll bring it up before. Space you. Jam, Bugs Bunny is not real. <laughs> Just like so you know. <laughs> I forget. I think I was still working for Jim, uh-huh. and we had Joe Montana on when Rudy was kind of, and they asked like, so this, and he goes. I never even heard of the guy until the movie came out. Like, I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> like, you're t- I was on that team with that guy. All right. Like, he had no idea that the guy was even a part of what was happening. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't John Favreau, like, the guy that plays? He's the tutor. Yeah. 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 John Favreau, when he was young and yeah. much heavier than he was when he was, like, in Swingers, right? He's mm-hmm. already- Vince Vaughn's in the movie. Vince That's Vaughn right. plays right. a, right. a football player in it. Mm-hmm. There's a – there's – it. It's entertaining. It's just when Rudy's dad gets to see him get the uh, the sack. The sack. <laughs> Never happened, right? Anyway, anyway, I thought that was live footage. I thought that was real footage from the game. I thought CBS shot you know that <laughs> shot that clip. You know, it's a cool, uh, cute little story. So uh, I saw this TikTok where this guy's dog's name is Rudy, and so they were watching the movie, and then they started chanting Rudy, and the dog's just like, "Oh my God, they're chanting for me!" I always I like find that, that. super That's cute. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. I saw, I just, I don't think it was a TikTok, but it reminded me, there was a Instagram reel or something where this lady was doing yoga. She's like on her yoga mat and she's doing these various yoga poses. The the dog dog was doing them at the exact same time. (laughs) Wow. The lady would put her left leg back. The dog would put its left leg back. The the lady would raise her right arm. The dog would raise its front right leg. Do your dogs do that? It was unbelievable. No, my dogs. Can, I can do yoga. My dogs cannot. Although you know, when you think about it, they are every technically time they a dog stretch. stretches. Yeah. It is downward facing dog, <laughs> right? I mean, it's quite literally where the idea came from. But people doing yoga with their dogs is is interesting. It, it, and it wasn't Isn't just there the, like a puppy yoga. It's Isn't like it, or a puppy. There's, there's goat, goat yoga, yoga where the goats crawl on your back and stuff like That's that. That's just there's weird. That. There's python yoga. There is not. <laughs> my my is. wife has done goat yoga. Has she? Yeah. Susan, no, no, Susan, no, no. Susan, Susan did it. So, she she did yoga with a goat. So that you do yoga, you do a goat uh, a goat class. <laughs> you do a goat class, yeah. It's goat class. You do a yoga class, yep. And then they release goats during the class, and the goats, when there's something to climb on, a goat will is like will climb sure, onto climb the on toppest to- peak. Sure, and then so jump if off somebody's on all fours, the goat will get on your back and stand there. What is the benefit of having Wait, a goat on I, your I back? I don't know. Probably it's just, just also because goats cool. are cute sometimes. Yeah, she's done yeah. it. The benefit is bleat. is views. The they bleat. The bleeding is very soothing. Wait a minute. Do goats bleat or do sheep bleat? 
No, goats bleat too. Yeah, they, they're, they're both bleeders. And they have the square they're eyes. They both, they're eyes. both bleeders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The it. benefit is views and clicks on social media. Yes. That I think is the only benefit. She well, people it. like goats. People, you know, okay, do, wait, people wait, are wait. neutral on goat. I don't think anybody no, has my an opinion friend on goat. Here's, loves why goats. here's why I'm anti-goat. There's <laughs> one goats. very specific reason. You ever looked in a goat's eyes? Yeah, no, they're creepy. They have rectangular pupils. No yes. way. Yeah. The pupil yeah. of a goat is oh, perfectly rectangular. That's friggin' that's, satanic. That's not, that's not supposed to be that's like satanic. that. That's satanic. Yeah, I'm out. That's weird I'm out looking. on rectangular pupil. Yeah. What, what do goats sound like? What is a... <laughs> It's a good bleep. I think goats. <laughs> I think the other good use for goats. You have a lot of land, and you're like, just go. They, eat. they use them. Go. As, they use them eat. as like go. fire prevention in yeah. my neighborhood. Oh, do yeah. they? Because they eat up. They, the they eat all brush. the brush. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll set a flock. Flock of goats. I don't no, think so. No. A herd. A herd. herd. I believe it goats? is a herd of yeah. goats. Yes, they release a herd of goats on the hillside, and all the brush is gone. And there goes Susan. They round them Susan up. Susan and down the Yeah, they could be a flock, herd, tribe, trip. Of all versions of Susan's the doing goats. actually yoga at the neighbor's house because the goats are there. <laughs> the goats are over there. In you the make brush. Goats? Good birria. Oh yeah, tender. You got to stew the meat. You got to stew the meat. Let's a do lot. a little super cross talk. Woo, woo, right. woo. That's right. Woo, that's woo. right. That's actually very. Right, let's start with this wah, wah. topic of the day. Not what you would do. Mm-hmm. What do you think they will do? Is Dave Roberts the manager of this team next year? Yes. I think so, too. I think Mace? so, too. They're not going to do anything. Oh. They're not going to fire. Hang on a second. John's mic is... Is he okay? Yeah, he sounded okay. like to me. Uh, sorry, I didn't think your mic was working. Right. Um, yeah, I. John's... I, I don't think it's 100%. I don't think it's 100%. Do you think it's more than 50%? No, I think it's, uh, I think it's probably 35% he's gone. 65 he stays, 35 he's gone. By the way, if you don't get rid of him now, then what's the case to do it in Well, it's the same reason What's the case to do it now if you didn't do it last year? What's the case to do it now if you didn't do it after the match? Then they give him I mean? an extension. They might. <laughs> yeah. Just give him a give him well, five would, more years. I would jump. I agree with what you said. Why do you think so? What they do at the trade deadline? Not much. What they do last off season? Not much. What are they going to do now? That's their way. Yeah. They're just not going to do anything. You know, yeah. they win 100 games. They print money. They have the highest attendance in the but league. Do you, but you get the sense. And, I think they I, think they have won. I, I get that. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, that they're incredibly successful, but they do acquire star players when, like Mookie, like Freddie. Mm -hmm. They develop better than probably anybody. They spend money. They give money. you an A-plus experience at the ballpark. Mm -hmm. there's right. No, there's no, all so things. why, why so, change anything? To, to win. I don't yeah. think that they think don't want to win. You want to cash in more than one time in the last 11 I years. They what is, what is what, define winning? Win the World opinion. Series. Yeah. They, you I, think I they think, don't care if they I win the World Series I think they have Mason's philosophy, which he has said for years. The World Series is a crapshoot. doesn't matter. Well, it is a crap. I mean, all 300 win teams are going to be out well, as soon right. as the Braves lose Why to the Why are Phillies? you always on the crap and never on the shoot? Well, well, no, some, yeah. Sometimes the crapshoot should break for us. Right. They're the Atlanta Braves. Stan Kasten did this when he was in Atlanta. They won the division every year. They won one World Series. He didn't do a thing for 15 years. John Scherholz was the GM every year. Bobby Cox was the manager every year until they decided they wanted to go. Nobody got fired. Nobody was pushed out. Dave Roberts is coming back next year. I think so, so is that Andrew is Friedman. That I is think so well, Andrew Friedman. I, I, Andrew, Fried Andrew Friedman did, wasn't Friedman's in the dugout. not going before Dave goes. No. That's not Well, happening. Friedman's the one who said start Kershaw. 
in no, game no, one, I'm, I'm, which I thought was I'm, a mistake. I, but it was. Well, they really had nowhere to go because they started Bobby Miller in game two and he wrecked. We and didn't, they, they played Lance Lynn last night and he wrecked. Slee and I didn't talk a ton about this today. I think we mentioned it once or twice out. Mm-hmm. I, I think because it was such a blank show from the beginning to the end, there's a million things that don't get caught in the moment. Ryan Pepio didn't throw a pitch in this series. Yes. Not a single pitch. Yep. He was – Bobby Miller was probably their best guy down the stretch. Ryan Pepio was a close second. Who do you think made that decision? I, up top. Right. Up top. So, but, And we're all in agreement that Andrew Friedman's not getting fired, right? Right. Of course so, not. So do you blame Dave Roberts for a decision no, no, he didn't make? No, no, I don't. But I, I don't – well, I kind of do. Because at some <laughs> point, don't don't you just decide, look, I, I, I'm doing it. This is the right thing to do. And if they want to can me for it – I'll live with it. I, I I can't let Lance Lynn give up home runs three well, and four. And I can't go through a three-game series and never pitch my second-best guy. It was, to me, the worst managing mistake in Dave Roberts' postseason career, not getting Lance Lynn after out the of the game one. after the second. I agree with and you. Bergman told me, I didn't notice this, Apparently nobody was up. Not until the third one. Yeah. Until and the and third by the way, wasn't one. there one that was like I was doing the Lakers? It was wasn't foul there one that was much, yeah. And so there, he really much. gave up five. Yes. The, listen, yes. the fourth one yes. was foul by a, a couple inches. Feet or a ball. inches. And, and then, then the next swing and then next hit it out. is the fifth <laughs> one. And if you look at those pitches, they were right over the middle of the plate. Wow. And again, look, this it's I want to play something for you. And we don't have to go through all of this, but this is why Dave was saying he did not go get Lance Lynn at that point. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, you throw two scoreless. I thought he was mixing well, and then he gives up the homer to Perdomo, and then uh, then he gets a grounder, and then uh, the Marte homer. So, you know, you're still in the third inning, 2-0. Then he gets a fam, I think, on a 6-3, to 4-3, something like that. So, you know, you've got two outs and, you know, a low pitch count, and, and you figure that this run of right-hand hitters, you've got to be able to, to navigate it somewhat with two outs. Uh, nobody on base, and then then two homers later, you're down four zero. So I had some guys ready, obviously, but I no. just I, I no, can't predict the future. Okay, so it's yeah, like, that's, that's the part I want. It's an elimination yeah. game. Yeah. Manage it like an elimination game. Well, the guy so, just gave up two bombs. So Tepio, you could use for game five. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Bring <laughs> Tepio back in game five. Two things here: you can't predict the future. Let me let me ask you guys something. Do you need to be Kreskin the Magnificent to after having seen a guy give up forty six home runs? to think that more home runs might be in the future? Does that take a crystal ball to say, hey, you know what? The very best hitter on the Diamondbacks, or at least the guy with the most pop, Christian Walker coming up, these other two guys just barreled home runs. The two guys last inning didn't elevate but smoked it. He might hit one too. Does that take – you have to see the future to know that that's coming? No. You have to instinctually say – Get him the hell out. Get him out. And by the way, if you don't have somebody up, kill time. Find a way. Argue with an umpire. Yeah, Somebody gets something exactly. in their eye. Somebody's hurt. Some, yep. There's a million ways to buy and time. And what he didn't say was, guys, I have no excuse for that. That's on me. That's right. My you know what? That's really interesting. He You're right. Try justifying it. Like, well, I mean, think about it here. And then you had Tommy Pham. He's out. Was six four four. Like, he just justified why he was doing it when all of us can sit here and look at a player that was fallen apart on the mound that already given up 46 home runs, and he still had three more home runs he was going to give up after that. There's one other part of it that kind of goes by pretty quickly that I want to point out. He's like, well, he had a low pitch count. There is no saving the bullpen for another day. You don't have to, well, he's, you know, I don't want to burn up the pen. The only people that began to get anybody out was the pen. Burn you, every the, single pitcher in the pen. If you have to start Max Muncy on the mound today, yeah. then do it. Because this doesn't work. You're out. 
What do you? You're, you're saving right, people you're, for you a game can't, yeah, that doesn't ridiculous. exist. It's ridiculous. And by the way, Al's right. Own it. Same. Yeah, screwed that up. I I was wrong. I I, I, I no idea why I did it. Yeah. I, in the moment. In the I moment, thought, I didn't have anybody up. I probably should have had some. I mean, I had faith in him. Something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. And quite frankly, that they're going to do nothing is the the worst part of all of Agreed. this. Agreed. That it's just going to happen again and again and again, and it's a eh, it's a crapshoot. That's such an unsatisfying. Conclusion it is. It this. is. Right. If you have a successful product, uh, and the Dodgers do. They win 100 games every year. They win the division. They make money. They get the best TV deal in the league. Attendance is great. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a successful product, they are very, very hesitant to make changes. Look at what happened with Bud Light when they got into that PR problem. They, You know what they did? Nothing. They just let Rome burn. They let half their market share just burn up. And that's what successful companies do is they do nothing. I think that they're going to do nothing. I, I, think, I hope the, I'm wrong, but John, I think they're going to do I, nothing. I, I think there's a difference. By the way, if, if it was you, you'd get rid of Dave, right? I now think that I think a different voice in the room would help. And with Gabe Kapler out there and him having a relationship with Friedman, I would probably bring in Kapler. But they, they're not going to do that. Uh, the question I'd ask is just what's your definition of success? You're not wrong on if the franchise relies on analytics for everything – they are looking at a profit and loss and looking and saying, oh, it they, like are business, they are a success by almost any metric. Right. They looks are like a success, not, not, not by the measure of sports. Not by the measure of sports. But, but looks like, like, but, but looks like this company is doing great. But ultimately, if success is based off of, and I told this to Travis, if I said, what's the taste in your mouth about the Los Angeles Dodgers over the last 10 years? Is it a good taste or not? Terrible. And I'm, I, I'm sure most Dodger fans would feel the feel same the, way. Exactly the same way, yeah. So then... Is it truly successful? They're making money. The stadium looks great. They're winning 100 games. All that stuff. At the end of the day, if it doesn't end in a parade, it's a huge disappointment. They're going to make money no matter what. They're the Dodgers. That ballpark, even when the Dodgers are bad, they still get 3 million people a year going through Mm -hmm. there. People are still, they're they're Dodger fans. I'm going to be a Dodger fan whether they win 100 games or whether they win 19 million people in LA, they're going to come. It's going to happen. I hear what you're saying, John, and I intellectually understand it that Selling beer is one thing. We just right. want to sell beer. I yeah. want to sell as many cans of beer as I can. Right. Sports is different. Sports, you want to win the championship. And I'm, I don't think that all 30 teams do, but I genuinely do believe that the Dodgers want to win World Series championships. I just don't think that they know that their methodology has a fatal flaw in it, that you cannot do a tournament the way you do a six-month regular season. Right. just doesn't add up. And that the refusal to look at that is the frustration for me. Not that they're not making money and stacking the ballpark. I get it. That's going to happen no matter what. But this could be changed. And it's got to start with putting a new voice in there. It has to. It has to. And I don't think they're going to do it. No. Which, And again, I keep coming. That's the worst part. Not that they lost, but that they're going to do it again. That's the part that's killing me right now. Yeah, what's the definition of insanity? Same thing over and over and expect a different result. Exactly. But think about it. All of us are Dodger fans. No matter what they do, you're all going back to Dodger Stadium yeah. next year. You're all going to watch the games. We're going to listen to Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser. We're all going to root for the Dodgers, and they know it. So what incentive do they have to change? To win. To win, yeah. To win. But it doesn't matter. You're not going to Don't cha- they already you're, have you're, a minute. You're going to spend they, the exact same amount of money in the Dodgers John, next year. Do really you think their only goal is to make money? But, but, but you I, really I, don't think the Dodgers want to win World Series championships? I, I don't think that they're firing people because they don't. I think that if here's how you get fired. By the way, it's not wrong because they haven't fired. They him. haven't, and probably and, and not. Going. Here's how you get fired: you miss the playoffs. You do what Frank Vogel did. You do what Clay Helton did. 
you have a season crater. That's how you get well, fired. Well, I would argue that last that this, this series a, was the most embarrassing cratering that I can remember in this 11 years. That was an absolute astounding... Last year. Okay, here's the this, difference. This, this, Wait, the difference? Mace, Mace, you're right. But I don't I'm remember a single... I know we lost, but I don't remember a single bad moment. This series... Clayton Kershaw lasted a third of an inning. They gave up four home runs in a single inning. First time in Bobby Major League Miller Baseball history. Bobby Miller didn't get I mean, embarrassing. It's an Mookie, absolute embarrassment. Mookie and Freeman one going for one for 21. One the, for 21. By the way, it's My not God. one for 21. It's 0 for 22. It's an infield, it's an that infield doesn't single. Count. Exactly. Super fun day. Yeah, it's really fun. Super Crosstalks brought to you by <laughs> In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. See you tomorrow.